Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena. It's Joe Galena. It's Joe Galena. It's Joe Galena. (laughs) It's really him. It's really him. And we got the Fantasy Taz all the way from Tasmania. Jim Day. Jim Day is with us. Good day, Jim Day. There you go. How are you guys doing? Saturday, talking some football. It's not like we have anything to talk about, though. No, no, no. I don't know what we're going to talk about uh, for the next three hours. I don't know. Sean, you you know what we're going to be talking about? You guys are going to be going out here, and you guys are going to be talking about some good old-fashioned fantasy football. (laughs) That's pretty good. I like that. Why is this man not on the air more often? (laughs) That's uh, Sean Engel, the fantasy prince. Uh, always does a great job of steering our ship correctly on Saturdays, and uh, he's just all over the place. He's the man. He's the man. So, Jim, I don't know. Do we have anything to talk about? The Week 13 in the NFL, right? It's the last regular season in most fantasy football leagues. So uh, this is it. It's almost for a lot of teams. It's you know uh, do or die. You know, uh, don't get cute. Don't stop messing around with the lineup that, uh, that's that been helping you to win all season long, right? <laughs> well, unless you have to. <laughs> right, unless you have to. Yeah, yeah. But I can remember we'll, times when I... We'll get to that, I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you and I have been playing long enough where we've had experience, at least I have, where I've, I tried to, you know, manipulate uh, my lineup uh, at the last minute uh, in, in the last weeks of the season and end up costing me, so... But uh, it happens. But well, so what, what? What do we want to talk about? You want to talk about this uh, Kareem Hunt thing? <laughs> oh man, uh, I, I guess we have to. But mm. do we have to? <laughs> you know, uh, the, the biggest thing I, I I take away from this whole Kareem Hunt thing is, you know, everybody is praising the Chiefs for making the right move and and getting rid of Hunt after all the news broke and the, the video came out. But you know, this is something that happened in February. They already right. knew about it. Okay, maybe they didn't see the video. Who knows? You know, that's the same thing that was said about the Ray Rice. Nobody saw the video until all of a sudden it was on TV. Um, You know, I I find that hard to believe if they're really doing any kind of investigation. I'm sure they would have gotten the video if they needed it. Hmm. Uh, But beyond that, you know, everybody praising Kansas City, take a step back. This is the same team that still went out and drafted Tyreek Hill. Yep, yep. When nobody else would, when he was kicked off his college team and arrested and convicted. You know, and, you know, serving probation, this is that same team that drafted Tyreek Hill, and now everybody's praising him because they acted so quickly on Kareem Hunt. Acted you know, so quickly. It was happening <laughs> freaking February. It took them almost a freaking year. Yeah, but, but, but come on, give them a break. I mean, they asked uh, Hunt about this situation, and uh, I guess he convinced them that uh, the allegations against him were untrue. They had, you know, they had a conversation with him supposedly in August, and 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 the reason why supposedly they uh, opted to release him last night, Friday night, is because uh, they figured out that he lied to them. This, this is almost like you know I was watching uh, the confirmation hearings uh, about a yeah. month or two ago, right? And and one of the questions, one of the questions was that there were like a few questions asked to, to someone, and uh, the person answered the way that the the questioner wanted him to. And that, you know, he was satisfied with that answer. So it's like the, 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 the Chiefs got the answer that they wanted 
Right. And at we're the happy time. enough. Right. Yeah, and we're happy enough to let them uh, play. Until video came out, and then they said, "Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess we got to throw our hands up in the air." Yeah. Well, let's just backtrack a little bit, just in case people just woke up and don't know what the heck we're talking about. But uh, all of a sudden, Van Winkle, you mean? <laughs> there you go. It happens. It happens. <laughs> uh, but uh, out of nowhere, yesterday, the 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 story uh, surfaces about uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, TMZ released a video showing him uh, pushing and kicking a woman in a Cleveland hotel. The video came from uh, the hotel security footage. Uh, it was provided to prosecutors, uh, and uh, somehow the prosecutors declined to press charges against Hunt. I mean, if you want to read up on, on the specifics of, of what went on, it, it gets a little crazy because it basically, uh, you know, Hunt uh, assaulted uh, a 19-year-old uh, woman uh, who was a Kent State student. There's some allegations uh, from another woman in Hunt's party that the woman that Hunt uh, assaulted assaulted her as well. It's just it's it gets crazy. The the fact of the matter is is that there is a video showing um, Hunt pushing and kicking a woman. And uh, okay, wait now let, let's take a step back. I, I in no way yeah. no way shape or form condone hitting a woman at any time for anything. I, I really don't. Um, I never have. I never will. Well, except for my sister when we were both real young. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I hit her a time or two. Outside of that, no, never hit a woman in my life. Never will. Right. The fact of the matter, though, is he never really hit her until he basically kicked at her. Mm. Before that, all he did was push her out of the way. Now, he was mad. Don't get me wrong. He had to be restrained. But he never actually physically touched her outside of the little push in the beginning that said, here, get away from me. And she came back at him, and she ended up hitting him. He he wasn't the one that pushed her into the wall. He pushed the guy that bumped into him. He pushed him away. He hit her, knocked her into the wall, and she ended up on the ground. If he hadn't tried to kick her at the end, that was the stupid move. Because before that, they could could absolutely argue that he never did anything, you know, physically except pushing her away. Right. But, That's the know, only he, thing. And, and, and he didn't try to kick her hard, but I don't care. Why right. try to kick her at all at that point when she's on the freaking ground, you idiot? Ex- exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, he was cut yesterday, uh, last uh, last night. Uh, the news came to me at about uh, 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Uh, he, uh, previously to that and still is on the commissioner's exempt list, can't, pri- you know, it's not like some team now could pick him up because, uh, when you're on the commissioner's exempt list, you, you can't practice, uh, play or attend games. So listen, Redskins, don't even think about it, right? <laughs> uh, he, he's not playing another game in 2018. That's guaranteed. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And, uh. You know, the, the league is going to conduct its investigation. Uh, to me, the, you know, uh, I guess you wonder what the penalty will be. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, got six-game suspension. Uh, on well, that's what Alli- it's supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be six games for mm-hmm. domestic violence. That That's right. in the CBA now. It's supposed to be six games. I want to mm-hmm. see if they d- adhere to that or not. Mm-hmm. Because it, the one thing we know about the NFL is they can make rules. doesn't mean they always follow them. Right, you know, I agree with you, and uh, but the thing with with Zeke, and I don't want to get into Zeke too much, but you know, it was basically he said, she said, I believe, because there was he was never convicted, right? But what, uh, Hunt actually apologized. You know, this video showing him on on the t- on, on on video, and he actually acknowledged that it was him because he apologized. Uh, so uh, look, it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, but uh, and I agree with you. You should never uh, raise your hand uh, to uh, a woman and, and really to anyone. Right. I mean, just like, you know, just uh, it's uh, not, not a good thing. So uh, so so we, we talked about it. Uh, what does it mean for for you uh, listening out there? Uh, do you want to spend any more time on on the incident, or we could? Well, not the to... incident. Let's go. Well, let's go to the other side of the coin. Who who do you replace him with? Now, this is the reason we've been saying for weeks. As we get closer to playoffs, if you have one of these stud running backs, you have to get their backup. Now, we weren't saying it because we thought somebody was going to be suspended for hitting a woman. We said it because maybe they get hurt or for some other reason. This is that some other reason. So, if you had Kareem Hunt before this and didn't pick up. Spencer Ware, shame on you. That's your own problem. Uh, you right. didn't listen. You weren't paying attention to what we've been saying. And I can't help you there. Uh, but the problem <laughs> here now is now we got Spencer Ware as the starter. Mm-hmm. 
Now what people need to be thinking about is yesterday was the mad scramble to pick up Spencer Ware. Everybody, everywhere, right. all over the place. Spencer Ware, Spencer Ware, Spencer Ware, Spencer Ware, all over the place. <laughs> um, right. The problem now is if you own Spencer Ware, now you got to go get Damian Williams. Yeah, to have his backup, right? So where's backup? Because Spencer Ware has a pretty big injury history. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, he's got a great matchup this week against uh, the Raiders who are giving up uh, – 150 uh, rushing yards per game. The uh, most in the NFL, actually. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. For for his, uh, he has been uh, injury prone, right? Uh, for he's 27 years old, and uh, I think the. He and Hunt were, last year, uh, they were battling for the position. The reason why Hunt, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, Taz, uh, Hunt won that job to start off because Ware was hurt, right? Yeah, right. Exactly right. They, you know, he, mm-hmm. yeah. He, he got pushed out because Hunt came in and as a backup and did a great job. And, you know, Ware got pushed to the side. And that was actually it. You know, Ware had a pretty damn good year in six, in uh, 2016, almost 1,000 mm-hmm. yards rushing. You yeah. know, he, he catches the ball pretty well. He's, he's a good all-around back if he can stay healthy. But that right. is the question. 27 years old. And, and in a way, now, like, he's coming in at a time – uh, you know, hopefully he's he's uh, you know he's built up his stamina. I, it's hard when you're not actually out there, but he's coming at a, at a time when a lot of uh, other running backs are bruised and battered, right? So he's coming in there with with some fresh legs. Uh, 27 years old, like we said, at least for this week has a really awesome matchup, right? And uh, not only in in uh, season long are you interested in starting him, but uh, in DFS, man. Uh, I saw on DraftKings he's only four thousand dollars, but the thing is. You'll be joining a lot of other people playing him, too. Right. He's going to be very highly owned. So he's a good play in a cash game, but I'm not sure he'd be a good play at this point in the GPP. Right, right, right. Because uh, uh, last I looked, he was 36% uh, uh, owned in uh, DraftKings lineup. So that's a very good I mean, if you want a, a pivot play in a GPP, think about Damian Williams. It wouldn't surprise me at all if these two end up doing a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a great point. And I don't think enough people have brought up Damian Williams. But, uh, you know, this whole situation uh, throws uh, some lineups. Uh, you know, there's lots of questions. Because I, if you had Hunt and, and you were smart enough to have uh, Ware uh, on your roster as well, great. So you know what to do. But there, now there are some people who were able to pick up Ware in, in leagues. Uh, that didn't own Hunt, but now so that it, it confuses them because I was looking at your uh, fantasy football, uh, the uh, site that you created uh, on Facebook, and here's, here's an example of a question that Adam Cheeseman uh, uh, asked. He said, I, I need one in standard scoring. Uh, Spencer Ware, Matt Breida, or Josh Adams? So, I mean, you know, I have a feeling that if, if he's asking whether or not he should play Ware, he probably didn't own Hunt. But uh, of those three, now, now Breida... Uh, had been on the injury report, is no longer on the injury report. Josh Adams has the uh, Redskins this Monday night. He's been coming on. The Eagles have said, hey, you know, look, uh, we're still using a running back by committee. <laughs> so even though Adams has been coming on, you know, so of those three, who, who do you think? Well, not only start? that, not only that, you may be getting uh, Darren Sproles back this week, too. Sure, yeah. And, yeah. every you know, even when Sproles comes back from injury, he always seems to play more than you think he will. Right, right. Yeah, that's he gets more involved than, than yeah. you really do think. And he's another guy I think that, you know, it, it's tough because we're not sure he's 100% he's going to play at this point. But he's another guy in, in the GPP. I'd take a shot on if he ends up playing in this game right. against Washington. Um, look, Washington's giving up. back too. Yeah. For uh, the Redskins. Yeah. Washington has given up 70 passes. And, yeah, Chris Thompson is uh, – man, I, I don't know. Uh, that offensive <laughs> line is so beat up. That just scares the heck out of me. I I think right. the Philadelphia front seven is going to just eat that, you know, backup line right up. Uh, man, I have a hard time with that, trying yeah. to get behind That's, that. Yeah, some check down options, though, for Colt McCoy. I, I get it. I, I see what you're saying with the offensive line. But uh, maybe just some quick dunk passes. That's what Chris Thompson's there for, right? But but you're right. I mean, that, that offensive line of the Redskins is bruised and battered as well. But uh, so what would you do here with uh, your, your friend Adam, whether he's uh, questioning whether or not he should be starting where, Breida, or Adams? What do you think? 
Oh, man, it's a it's a tough choice, especially in the standard league uh, where Breeder and Adams, you know, I mean, it. I, I want to start where everywhere I, I have them at this point. I, I do. I really do. But it doesn't mean I don't have concerns right. about how they're going to use him. Breeder has a nice matchup against Seattle, but it's in Seattle right. for a game that Seattle needs to win. Man, I just... I'm having a hard time getting there. I, I mean, I know everybody loves him this week. I'm just having a hard time getting there. For me, I I think, uh, you know what? I, I'm I'm taking the bullet out of the bottle. I, I'm saying screw it. I'm going with Spencer Ware. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a fair point. Uh, you know that he's going to be the main guy there. But uh, I like uh, your take on Williams of uh, picking him up and. He's definitely worth a roster spot at this stage. So uh, just because of the offense around him, mm-hmm. you know, if he ends up getting there because Spencer ends up getting hurt too, then I mean, it's not that he's a great running back, but he has been a good, serviceable one when giving enough touches. If it, mm-hmm. he is all of a sudden thrust into that offense, that gives him a, a nice bump. So again, if you got a good starter, you got to get his backup at this time of year. So right now, right. Damian Williams should be getting added as well. Right. What do you think this does to the uh, Chiefs in general? I mean, 9-2, and two, uh, first seed. Yeah, you know, maybe we'll talk about that a little uh, uh, when we get back from the commercial. Then we'll uh, talk a little bit about... The I want to talk about it now. I want to talk about it now. Screw it, Sean. No commercials. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be back (laughs) on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We get the fantasy update. that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Frampton bringing us back on the Fantasy Sports Man. Radio Network. I remember when I went out and bought this album. The double album, Frampton Comes Alive. That was just one of the best albums ever at the time. Yeah, I'm thinking that it was probably like number one album of the year in sales. Uh, yeah, this is a famous one. And that wow. Yeah, that was wow one of my wow, favorites. Wow. I, I, played, I played that album out. <laughs> well, actually, mm. I played most of my albums out. Nothing like an LP. Nothing like mm. vinyl, right? The deep I, sound that hey, you get. I still it's got my back. table about 10 feet away from me. Yeah, yeah. It's coming back. You, there's a lot of stores, uh, a lot of uh, artists releasing, at least the, the, the smart ones, releasing their stuff not only digitally, but uh, also uh, uh, There's no sound like a vinyl sound. Mm. It's so open and energetic. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one, my friend. So uh, before, you know, I t- tried to get Sean to stop uh, playing the commercial so that you could talk about uh, <laughs> how this whole uh, situation with the Chiefs is going to affect them at all, if at all. Uh, they're 9-2, and two, uh, number one seed in the AFC. Uh, what do we think? Do, do you think that this uh, has an effect on their team overall? I mean, I think Sammy Watkins is out this week, right? Sammy Watkins is once again out. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Chris Conley takes a little step forward. How yeah. much of a step forward? We'll see. I mean, he was big in, in the Monday night 
game, but I mean, that was the shootout of the year. I don't mm. think they have to do that again. So I don't know if we see anything close to that for Conley again. I think, you know, it's going to be Kelsey. It's going to be Hill and it's going to be Ware. It might even be a little Damian Williams. I'm not sure how much uh, Conley gets out of that. But yeah, that's how it's going to work. Watkins is out. So Conley steps up to the number two. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to slow this Kansas City defense, this Kansas City offense down. In the beginning of the season, they were doing quite well, and they really weren't using Hunt very well in the beginning mm. of the year uh, until, you know, Mahomes really got into that groove of checking down to the, the running back. In the beginning of the year, they really weren't using him that well, and they were still doing great offensively. I don't see mm. this really changing much of anything. Okay. All right. Uh, what did you think about uh, Thursday night's game? Uh, the Cowboys, man, our, our rival Cowboys uh, beat the Saints uh, and are now, uh, look, I mean, the, the, things are looking good for the Cowboys. Uh, we, uh, so talk to me a little bit about, about the Cowboys. I mean, the defense is, has been playing real well. Uh, you know, Dak has been looking a little bit better, obviously, since Amari Cooper. Zeke has been the man all season long. Um, how, how I guess you know from talking to you in the past, you know this is like almost like a, a team that uh, is getting hot just at the right time, right? You talked about teams and like that. Look, th- this is the team that you know they they wanted to to show the world that they could play with the big boys, and they went out on the national stage and did just that. Shut down mm-hmm. the team that everybody was calling the best team in the league and shut them down hard. Um, right. You know, Drew Brees coming out with 10 points, only 127 yards passing. Uh, just it was – I mean, they were in his face. They had that game planned perfectly. The defense, you know, did such a great job in this game. And Prescott still almost gave gave the game back. Look, there's so many times I really like Prescott, but there's still so many damn things he does wrong. That was he had two fumbles on the night. That's his twelfth fumble of the season. Boy has to learn to protect that football. I, I mean, it's so hard to put your hands in a franchise quarterback that turns the ball over so often. No, yeah, that's a good point. Uh well, uh, what are we thinking about the uh, the Saints? I mean, is this just like a, a bump in the road? Should uh, sh- should they be worried? No, they're not going to be worried. It, it, yeah, they they got hit by a team that wanted it more, came out more prepared at home. It's like a wake up you know, call. Saints right? on the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. if anything, that's exactly right. It, you, you know, even they start to read their own press clippings about how good they mm-hmm. are and oh, they're dominating and oh, best offense in the league. Drew Brees MVP. Blah 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 blah. Sometimes a, a slap in the face is a great thing to a team like that. And you know, I, I'm not I'm not saying it's a great thing to have happen. But it, it is something that could be used right by the right coach. And, you know, Sean Payton is probably that coach. Yeah. It's almost like that old uh, Aquavelva commercial where, you know, you get slapped in the face. He says, thanks, I needed that, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you, you just need to take a step back, and these are the kind of games that provide that for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, the good thing is it, it really points Dallas in the right direction. You know, they've been winning. They're there. Washington is going the exact opposite way. Philly is yeah. still not playing good offensively. Uh, mm-hmm. So many injuries on the defense. Dallas is primed right now to take that division at the very least. Oh, yeah. Which would get them at least one home game in the playoffs, mm-hmm. which right. would be a, a boon for them. Uh, right. So, you know, they're sitting in the, in the catbird seat. Let's just hope they don't have a letdown coming off this great win. Uh, what about our friend Keith Kirkwood, man, man? Look, uh, two catches in the past two weeks, both for touchdowns. Yeah, 30-yard touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. How about that? You run into the uh, waiver wire picking him up. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's yeah it, that's, it's just one of those crazy yeah. things. You know, you, you always get these, these guys that all of a sudden pop up and make one or two plays a game, and they're usually a touchdown or a big play, and mm. then they go away. <laughs> and right, go right. back into the cupboard, the toy box, whatever you want to call it. Okay, we'll put that toy away for a little while. Just after everybody starts thinking, oh, I got to go get this guy. Yeah, maybe it's a good idea if they just don't use him until the playoffs. Like, you know, so that, uh, you know, put him in as a little surprise. It's kind of like what you're intimating there. Uh, but, you know, uh, Breeze has always been a guy that uh, yeah, liked to spread that ball around. So uh, Yeah, he doesn't care what yeah. the name is on the back of the jersey. He's going to get yeah. it to the open guy. 
yeah. as long as he has time. And that's the one thing Dallas did, man. They came right up the middle at him and made him get out of his comfort zone a little bit. And, you mm-hmm. know, that's a, that's the one bad thing about being a short quarterback is that <laughs> if they're bringing the pressure up the middle, it is harder to see your receivers. There's no doubt about it. If you mm-hmm. can keep that pressure to the outside and be able to see up the middle, you're good. Uh, and he's made a career out of that, no doubt. I mean, one of the best careers in history. But there is, you know, if you got six foot five guys coming at you down the middle, it is kind of tough to see around him. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's tough being a short uh, NFL quarterback. It's tough being a short uh, fantasy sports analyst as well, like me. So look at you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tall man's, uh, t- tall person's world, right? I never had that problem. I think I was six two when I was twelve. Wow, there you go. Uh, uh, 5'8". That, that, well, that, that, that's what I put on my license. That well, you know seven. what they say, good things come in small packages. Yeah, it uh, doesn't say. It Except like, great things come in large packages. There you go, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that, uh, that, that first statement. <laughs> that first statement you said, I know you didn't mean it that way, but it sounds condescending. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I would never mean it that way, George. Never, ever, ever. I'm Joe, by the way. Joe, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> did I just call you George? Holy crap. Yes, you did. <laughs> you uh, that was the Taz. You got to blame the Taz. <laughs> All right. So no buys this week. We got past them, right? We survived. Finally. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, we have like 15 games uh, that we have uh, the opportunity to talk about. Let's see if we have the time. Uh, One o'clock start. Why don't we start? uh, Go to Atlanta. There you go. Okay, There's then. Sean. There's Sean chiming in. I guess he, he couldn't wait till we got to start talking about the games. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe he's just... Uh... All right. So, uh, Falcons are favored by one and a half. Uh, over-under in this game uh, is 49. We've got the Ravens at the Falcons. Uh, big-time defense versus a very good uh, offense, right? Falcons desperately holding on to uh, slim playoff chances. Uh, technically, they're still in it. They're four and seven, eleventh seed, coming off of three straight losses. Uh, yeah, Matty Ryan, of course, matchup proof. Uh, 2.4 more yards per pass attempt when he's at home compared to when he's on the road. Uh, hey, in my opinion, Tevin Coleman. If you have a better option than him, you might want to use it because uh, Ravens have uh, allowed just three 100 rushing yard games to opposing backs. Uh, Julio Jones. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like Coleman at all yeah, this week. Yeah, I agree with you. And Julio Jones, six straight hundred yard receiving games, but he goes up against Jimmy Smith, who's actually he's been a, a little. Uh, he hasn't performed as you would expect so far this season, Jimmy Smith, uh, so far. Yeah, and but he, the, he, the Ravens secondary as a whole, um, yeah. they've allowed the lo- uh, fewest yards to wide receivers and the third fewest receptions. So still tight, uh, even with Jimmy Smith not playing like Jimmy Smith. Still, right. you know, you, I'm not nobody here. Nobody in the world will tell you to sit Julio Jones never. I don't care who the defense is. I <laughs> don't care who's covering cute. him. That's getting yeah, too cute. Yeah, yeah right. You're, you're overthinking it. I, I mean, yeah. that the guy to come at me and say, hey, look, should I start Lamar Jackson over Pat Mahomes this week? No! <laughs> I can't say it loud enough. No! Don't get crazy! <laughs> you know, th- there's a reason people say, you know, go with the guys that got you there. Right, right. Don't get crazy. It's not just a saying, it's real. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like Unless, you said, of you course, had... that guy is Kareem Hunt, then you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of questions. Like you said, Lamar Jackson or uh, Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or uh, Brady, Tom Brady. I mean, is, does that make it a little closer for you? It does. It makes it a lot closer for me. Brady, mm. man, I, Brady is a hard start right now. He's just mm. not getting it done. He just doesn't look the same. He, his balls don't have the same crispness to him. He, he seems to have a hard time throwing the ball downfield and getting it where he needs to get it. They all seem to be short. Mm. Um, there's a lot that I'm not liking about Brady right now. And 
Man, I, I pretty sure I, I don't have my ranks open right now. I think I have Jackson above him this week. Yeah, no, I know I have Jackson above him this week. You wow. know, Jackson, um, look, he's not no, not throwing for a lot of yardage, a lot of touchdowns, but those rushing yards and those rushing touchdowns, they add up quick for fantasy. Um, yes. They give you such a nice floor that, you know, his rushing yards alone could get you the number of points that – that Brady's going to get through the air. And then if you add anything through the air at all, which I think he will this week against the Falcons, whose secondary is still beat up, uh, you know, getting beat each and every week. I- I'm not saying he's going to go out and throw 300 yards. Absolutely not. I'd be surprised if, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all, though, if he goes over 200 yards for the first time um, mm. and and a touchdown here. And if he gives me 200 yards, a touchdown and through the air and another 70 yards and maybe a touchdown on the ground, he's going to blow Tom Brady away this week. Yeah. Well, it's his first road start against the Falcons, uh, and the Falcons have given up uh, NFL's fourth most points, just under 28. That's per game. And the fifth most yards uh, per game, which uh, just under 397. So he's going up against a, uh, a nice, it's going to be a nice matchup for him. And you're right about the, uh, the built-in cushion that you get just from his uh, rushing. You know, first game, 119 yards. Second game uh, last week, 71 yards. Uh, they're starting to open up the offense a little bit with him. Uh, you know, his uh, pass attempts, uh, 25 last week compared to 19 the first week. Uh, threw a couple picks on tip balls, but also had a 60-yard uh, completion to John Brown called back uh, due to a flag. So, right. Uh, you, there were you know, a lot a little, of flags. Yeah. Little by little. <laughs> A lot, lot of laundry on the ground, right? <laughs> and I want to say, I, I mean, the, the Falcons' defense is allowing over 280 yards and two passing touchdowns through the air per game. Mm-hmm. That's right. their average. That's what they're allowing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, so I'm, I, I'm not saying he gets anywhere near the 280 yards, but that's what this defense is giving up. And he does have some good receivers on the team. I mean, like him or not, John Brown has had a decent season. Uh, Willie Sneed has had a sneaky decent season in, in PPR leagues. And, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Crabtree jumps in every once in a while. So yeah. he's got weapons around him. And he's got, what, seven, eight, nine tight ends on that team he can use? Right, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> They they got a plethora of tight ends that they use. So, you know, it, I want to see him start passing more. That's how he's really going to, you know, get to a point where he'll be considered a full-time NFL quarterback is when he can pass, you know, pass with a good completion percentage and accurately and get the ball down the field. He's just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Crabtree and uh, the two Jackson starts uh he had uh, one and three catches, so you're right. Uh, it'd be nice if he could open it up a little bit, even a little bit more. Uh, and you mentioned Sneed's had a sneaky good year, but I I, I wouldn't put anyone uh, of the either of those three receivers that we mentioned. Uh, I wouldn't start them <laughs> at the stage of the game. I don't know about you. No, no, I wouldn't look. I don't unless you absolutely have to. I mean, right, some right. teams do have to, but yeah. unless you absolutely have to, I totally agree. I yeah. I don't. You know, We're I don't 16 team leagues or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's teams out there that based on whatever, for whatever reason, they might have to start a John Brown or, you know, Willie Sneed to get that 10 points out of Sneed. Mm-hmm. He goes, Cause that's what he's going to give you. He's going to give you 10, 11 points pretty much every week. Mm-hmm. And if you, that's good, but most of the time, that's not what I'm looking for at this point. Week 13, you know, if you're still in it and trying to get into or trying to get into it, you need upside more than safe. So I, I take a shot on, on somebody else over him because of that and I I really don't feel safe with either John Brown or Crabtree at all or any of the tight ends with Lamar Jackson under center and you know if he has another good game and they win this week it's going to be interesting to see what the team does because let's face it next week they go against Kansas City yeah, and I, you know, I don't care how good their defense is; they're not stopping Kansas City. They're just right. not. I don't see that happening. So if Kansas City gets out on this Baltimore team, Jackson can't bring them back. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the the weapon in the arm to be able to bring them back if they're down. That you know, Flacco has that ability that. Jackson yeah. just anything, doesn't have. He does have an arm, yes. Right. <laughs> he can't throw. So that, that, to me, that's going to be the interesting thing. If he falls, you know, if Jackson falls on his face today, then the team gets a reprieve. Okay, well, we're going to put Flacco back in there. That's a good thing for us. Mm-hmm. If he plays a good game today and they beat Atlanta, then, you know, yet how do you take him out? But how – I just don't see him being able to beat Kansas City. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, do you think that, uh, I mean, because uh, I think the word that the Ravens are putting out is that, uh, you know, he's still, uh, Flacco's still being bothered and it hasn't been cleared uh, due to the hip injury. Do you think that that's, that's real? Is it a, uh, a phantom injury at this stage? No, no, I, yeah, I don't know if it's real or not. You can never <laughs> tell with these NFL teams. They're, they're lying as much to us as they are to, you know, the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um and to Vegas, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. ones who you know pay a lot for that information. So, you know, you, you can't you can't know. They want to mm-hmm. see what they get out of this kid, and they're getting that. They they need to find out if the, he's somebody that they can rely on going forward. If they let Flacco go, which I I mm-hmm. get, I understand, but they are still in a playoff hunt. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what the team decides next week against KC if they want to go with the arm where they have a better shot uh, of trying to come back if they need to, or if they start with Jackson and end up putting Flacco in, kills them both. Mm-hmm. Also interesting that, uh, you know, Kansas City, we know that they have a prolific offense. Their defense, eh, you know, <laughs> you know, it's almost like, you know, it's a decent matchup for Jackson. Give him an opportunity to open up that arm, see what he could do. But, yeah, uh, I get your point that if the Chiefs come out to a big, uh, big lead early, which they've done continuously, uh, it'd be interesting to see how Jackson would react to that. Okay, after after the break, we could talk about the key guy who just got placed on IR for Baltimore. There you go. Stick with us. We'll be right back with more Weekend Fantasy Update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Ah, Sean promised me this. uh, Okay, so we're both Giants fans, and I I tried to talk about this on the Frenzy this week. I got to bring it up to you. It, it, I mean, I can't get it out of my head. Somebody in New York Giant upper management. Went down to Shermer at halftime and said, if you win this game, you lose your job. Really? I has, it even... has to be. It has to be. How could it not be? Look, <laughs> all, everything points to that because, look, they dominated him first half. Right, 19-3, right, right. total domination. Barkley mm-hmm. going crazy. Second half, Barkley gets four touches. Right, OBJ right. is getting an infusion in because he's got cramps. They don't right. stretch the defense at all. That the, This Eagles secondary that's totally obliviated with injuries, they don't try to go down the field on these guys at all in the second half. Come on. I, it, there couldn't have been anything more obvious to me in the world than them tanking the second half of that game. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Well, you know, we wanted to give something uh, for OBJ to talk about in uh, you know the post game interviews about how we don't like to attack. <laughs> but it doesn't make any. There's no. There's nothing you could say to me that yeah. would say to me you were trying to win this game. Yeah. Barkley's on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If nothing else says it, that that says it right there. Oh, we, we, we wanted to give, give him a little break and, and get what's-his-name in there you know, to back him up. You know, I don't care about what's-his-name. Get Barkley on the damn field if you want to win the game. Right, 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 right. right. It, uh, I, I totally 100% believe that somebody above said we're not winning this game. Wow. If that's the case, that is a big scandal. But you know what? <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure crazier things have happened, right? Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. I, I mean, these teams do this kind of stuff all the time when they finally figure out, you know what, we ain't going nowhere. Let, let's get rid of it. It just took them a little longer. <laughs> right, right. Uh, interesting. That's an interesting take. 
I can't see Mara doing it though. He see, just seems like maybe you know he fools me, but he just seems like such an upstanding citizen. No. <laughs> Those are the guys you got to worry about, right? <laughs> Look, I, I'm, I'll say this once and one time only: to get to that kind of power, that kind of money, you're not a nice person. <laughs> well, you know, he just not. It. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, he, but I, I, <laughs> even at that point, you don't keep it if he you're learned, a nice person. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, just, point, it just yeah. doesn't work that way. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, when you get to that level, if it wasn't him, it was his father or his grandfather, if that's inherited all that, that's fine. But right. one of them wasn't a nice person. <laughs> right. You have to find that, that one way to, uh, to advance, right? Yeah, that, to get over on everybody do, else. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah, same I thing I say about, about politicians all the time. Look, politician, once he gets into politics, he could be have to write all the right intentions in the world. But to mm-hmm. actually get anything done, he has to play the game. And once you right. start playing the game, then you're not being honest anymore. He or she has to uh, grant. Yeah, the right. He or she. That. Right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. They, they, they have to grant the favors that they promised to get in. Right. I mean, they could talk a good game ahead of time. But, uh, you know. Some people yeah, you can once you get in there, especially yeah. as a junior, whatever. Once you get mm-hmm. in there, you got to play politics with the big boys, and to do that, right. you have to give up some stuff that, you know, you, you're talking about. So nobody, nobody gets to that higher level of anything without right. some corruptness somewhere along the line. I'm sorry, folks, right. it just doesn't happen. <laughs> well, were you the guy who told me you were into uh, conspiracy theories? Oh yes, I love conspiracy yeah, 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 theories. Yeah, yeah, So like you know, JFK, right? You know, he got uh, the the presidential. He got elected president, right? I mean, some people think that uh, it was the mafia that actually uh, assassinated him because you know they got him elected in in Chicago, right? They, and they, he, they and think, he didn't back up what you you know he right. told and them. Then all he of a sudden, his brother went after them. <laughs> yep. as he got to power. <laughs> Where's the music, Sean? <laughs> okay, let's get back to some football. We're not here for nah. politics talk. <laughs> we'll get back to football, yes. They, they, they. <laughs> get a little bit of balls here. <laughs> let's get the forensic team on it. <laughs> but uh, you're, you're like, just a, a quick aside, and I think it's semi-related to what you're saying in terms of, you know, getting that advantage, right? Look, uh, WPLJ rocks in, in New York, right? You're, you used to listen to them, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. And so they used to play their, their turntable. Uh, they used to fix it where it played just slightly faster than other stations. So the music sound, to me, the music, there was a definite different sound and unique sound and a better sound coming out of uh, PLJ in the 70s and their program director Larry Berger he had that you know he just that little innovation where he just played the uh, the, the, the turntable just a little faster right TBS tried to get themselves started the, the the cable station how did they get known because everyone else was starting their shows on the hour yeah, and on right. the half hour, they were starting at 4.05. So they got like a separate <laughs> entry in the TV guide, right? <laughs> well, not, not, only did to- they get a, not only did they get a separate entry, but but here's the big thing is, you know, one, one thing you noticed, especially back then, where the commercials all came on all the channels all at the same time. So if right. you, you didn't want to watch a commercial, you went to another channel, it had a commercial, yeah. it had a commercial. That was the only channel you could go to that didn't have a commercial right. when everybody else's did. Right, right, and yeah, that that that's like the one of the most annoying things to me, and it happens today all the time. Mm. So, I and, hate uh, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and the last one is obviously, but not our sponsors, not our sponsors. They have great commercials. They're, those guys do it right. Right. So I mentioned uh, PLJ, I mentioned TBS, and Tom Brady. Yeah, our sponsors are the best. You know. Yeah, the, I gotta the, wipe the, my the nose. Deflation. Hold on a second. <laughs> With the ball deflating, right? Everyone, everyone on top has a, has a little something that they do to get there. But anyway, we we uh, we teased something about the uh, Ravens. Uh, one of their uh, players was uh, moved to the IR this afternoon, right? Yeah, Alex Collins, running back, moved mm-hmm. to IR yeah. with that foot injury. They the team called up Kenneth Dixon back up to the active roster. Uh, you know, basically, Gus Adams is the man right now, and you know, I'm sure they'll find Ed, some Edwards. kind of place for Ed Dixon. But right. uh, yeah, Edwards. I mean, Edwards. Uh, Gus Edwards <laughs> is definitely the man right now, uh, and he, you know, 
as long as he's a full go to go, he's been you know questionable this week. They expect him to play, but definitely keep your eye on it. But he's got a nice matchup this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. Uh, last week, 118 rushing yards, 115 the week before that. Uh, but now all of a sudden. Uh, Ty Montgomery last week got a little bit more involved. Eight carries for 51 yards, three catches for 13. Uh, what, do you believe in, in, in that? Or was it just a, a one-week uh, wonder? Or uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking now with Collins out for the year, <clears throat> you know, Montgomery might have a little bit more uh, bigger role uh, every week. And they, also, they were talking Kenneth Dixon. Was he removed from the IR? Yes, he, he was activated. Yes, today he's on the active roster as of now. Right, right, right. So, so uh, you know, I, I don't really know. I mean, Edwards is still a guy. He's going to get over 20 touches, and that's a great thing. Again, we, you know, we haven't seen a lot of running backs this year get 20 touches in a game. The last couple of weeks we started to see a couple, and that's a good thing. And he's right. one of them. Uh, so he's pretty solidified in that role. I'm not worried about any of the other guys taking a few touches here and there because I don't think it's really going to eat into his role at all. Um, mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to find out now is Who's whether or not Dion. <laughs> yeah, well, not so much who the who the handcuff is. I'm trying to figure out how many plays they're going to get Dion Jones in uh, for Atlanta as middle linebacker because that, that is mm-hmm. definitely a big big addition if he's back fully and playing a full game. Um, mm-hmm. They're saying he's a full go for the week, and that's not the greatest sign for Edwards. But Edwards is a good runner. I, I still think he'll do okay. But having Deion Jones back, if he is really fully healthy, will put a little crimp in that. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so uh, what are we thinking in terms of uh, this game? Uh, the uh, Falcons are one-and-a-half favorite, 49 over-under. Uh, do you think that uh, the Falcons could do this and keep their slim playoff chances alive? Uh, man, um, I, I want to say yes. I, I mean, Ryan at home is pretty much unstoppable. Baltimore's mm-hmm. defense is good, but you know, while they're number two on the season over the last five weeks, they're actually number 18. Uh, right. So, you know, they've definitely been sliding backward a little bit, again, and that's against opposing quarterbacks, I meant. So Ryan, you know, has a good shot here. Um, the one and a half scares I'm- me, though. They don't really seem to have a lot of faith in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. it, it's really hard to have faith in Atlanta right now. It, you know, like three you said, three, losses, yeah. three state losses. And, you know, New Orleans last week, okay, I get it. The, you know, tight game, too, but they played them well. It just didn't come out with a win. Dallas wasn't a good game. Cleveland wasn't a good game. Um, you know, you know what? I think here I'm going to go with Baltimore on the road beating Atlanta and taking the points. I don't like the over-under at all, though. I think I'd take the under. Mm. I think I'd take the under as well, but I think I'd go Falcons. I mean, this is uh, Jackson's first road start, and uh, I think the, the Falcons are desperate. I mean, yeah, uh, like you mentioned, the uh, Ravens have a real good defense, but, uh, you know, can't uh, discount uh, how much better uh, Ryan is when he plays at home. Hey, you know, yeah, you I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't say it was an easy choice. I definitely didn't. Yeah. But you know, I most if if Vegas really believed in Atlanta, at the very least mm-hmm. at home, they'd be a three point favorite. Right. So yeah, the fact that they're only a point and a half way. means that the money the money is going to Baltimore. Right, right, right. This I'm not. I don't really feel strong with this, and I don't want mm. you to feel slighted or insulted because I took the opposite uh, pick. But oh no, I never do that. I'm just trying to explain. Yeah. I mean, I could see both sides. It, yeah. Let's put it this way: if I was betting this week, I wouldn't touch this game. Yeah, if I was betting this week, I think I'd borrow your money because I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, <use my> money. <laughs> not on these two guys. Not on these two teams, anyway. Right, right. Hey, you know, I got, I got a question. Since we were talking Edwards, and then we're going to move on to Broncos Bengals, I got a question. Uh, Sony Michelle or Gus Edwards, who would you start this week? And I believe this would be a uh, standard league. Standard league, I'm going to go Sony Michelle. I, you know, I, I know everybody likes Edwards, and uh, you know, but the fact of the matter is, with with coming off the ankle injury, he's been questionable pretty much all week. It looks like he's going to play. He should play, but with an ankle injury with a running back, all he needs to do is tweak it one time, and he's off the field. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's going to happen, but that scares me a little more. I, I think, you know, even Michelle going up against a, a strong Minnesota defense, 
I, mm-hmm. I think I'd give the edge to Michelle. It's just a you look good. Last just week. a gut feel. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a gut like feel. He, looks for like me. he's hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. All right, so let's travel to Cincinnati. You ready? Coming? Uh, we're uh, down. <laughs> <laughs> All aboard! <laughs> Come on, Sean. We're going to Cincinnati. Uh, Broncos, uh, what are they, a five-point a five favorite over the uh, Bengals? Uh, over under in this game is 44 and a half. And uh, I have a silly prop bet. Uh, it involves uh, Hugh Jackson, whether or not he's going to be the head coach of the Bengals for game one of the 2019 regular season. Yes is plus 170. No minus 250. Oh, man. You know, for their sakes, I'd I, I take I the no. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd take the no. But, you know, this is the Bengals. They definitely do mm. tend to surprise us time in, time out. Um mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how anybody could give him another shot. I'm sorry, he just didn't show me anything. Wait a minute, our train to Cincinnati. Yeah, there you go. We're <laughs> coming into the station. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna hope, like you said, that uh, the answer is no. That Hugh Jackson will not be the head coach of the Bengals next year. So with the Bengals, and we're gonna have to continue uh, at the top of the hour. But let's start. You have uh, Andy Dalton on the IR. Jeff Triscoll. Uh, his profile, basically not a very accurate thrower when he was in college, but he's had some pretty good preseasons. Uh, he's got good size and good mobility for a guy his size. Uh, he's had two rushing TDs uh, in limited play so far this season. Uh, unfortunately, that uh, Bengals offensive line is uh, dealing with some injuries. Yeah, they're having some issues as well. Uh, yeah, the, the, the positive here is, you know, Denver, while their rushing defense is really starting to play very well, their passing defense still isn't quite up to snuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, on the season, they're 22nd against opposing wide receivers over the last five weeks, so they're 29th. Um, mm-hmm. So they've definitely taken a step back. Meanwhile, they're 17th on the season against opposing running backs over the last five weeks, they're number two. Um, really, it, you know, affects Joe Mixon a little bit more than anybody else for Cincy. A.J. Green is looking like he's going to play. They say he's ready to go, or at least he's saying he's ready to go. They still haven't listed as questionable. Really got to pay attention to what we see either today or tomorrow morning. Uh, luckily, it's an early game, so you'll know by about 11.30, quarter to 12, whether or not he's going. Uh, but with, with the fact, I, if he goes, then, you know, I, man, I, I kind of like it's Cincinnati so offense. Now, I kind yeah, of like the Cincinnati tough. offense here and in, in getting to this. But at the same time, I, I you know, one of my favorite plays is going to be Case Keenum. You know, uh, played a good game mm-hmm. last week against the Steelers, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And now he's got a, a Bengals defense that just gave up four touchdowns to Baker Mayfield. Right, right. And uh, actually, Case Keenum actually uh, last season had a very good game uh, against uh, the Bengals. I think he was like 20 of 23. And also had two touchdowns. Uh, there's a little history there. As far as A.J. Green, even if he is active, and it sounds like he will be, I'm still worried. I mean, toe injuries on wide receivers affects their ability to pivot. And, and you know, uh, it's almost like out of necessity that uh, they need him to play. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I own him in a league, and I'm wondering, you know, if I should start him. I really don't have anyone better, you know, uh, but... Well, that's it. I, I mean, it really comes down to what your options are. Yeah. Uh, that That's really what it is. Is there's, You know, I'm not saying he's a start over everybody. He's definitely not a wide receiver one, but mm-hmm. I'm still not going to – I'll play him over, you know, any guy that's considered a wide receiver three or four. Right, right, right. Uh, and uh, Broncos, if you look at their numbers against uh, running backs on the season, hasn't been good. Uh, you have the Chiefs, Jets, and Rams ran all over them for three straight weeks. But, hey, they kept James Conner in check last week. And over their past five, Broncos uh, given up 3.12 yards per carry to running back. So the trend is moving uh, towards uh, them uh, playing better, uh, better run defense. Well, we'll be back with more. We're going to break down more of week, uh, week 13 <laughs> on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 